There's a spiritual war that's going on for our communities. It's a war between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And God wants to equip us to be His occupying force in our communities. Join in today to learn more. Welcome to today's podcast, Out with the Serpents. But before we get into our message, let us tell you about an upcoming class that we have that you can take via Zoom with both Richard and I, and it's called City Transformation Through Prayer. This is a five-part online school and Zoom training that starts October 4th and goes through November 29th. To find out more, go to our website, www.watchmenarise.com, and you can sign up there. You might be asking us today, where'd you come up with a title like Out with the Serpents? Well, we've been focusing on a passage of Scripture in Mark chapter 16, and it's where Jesus told them, go into all the world, preach the gospel to all creation. These signs will follow. And he says, they will pick up serpents, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. What does this mean in the context of discipling your city? You know, how do we do this? I was a youth pastor back in the 80s in West Virginia, Southern West Virginia. And there was um, a snake handling church right down the road. And they were taking this passage that thinking it that, okay, you can just take hold of snakes. And and if the Holy Spirit's on you, then they won't bite you. What was interesting about it is the pastor sent his junior high daughter to our youth group. We're not slamming them. We're just, it's a wrong interpretation of the scripture. Another thing is where Paul stuck his hand in the fire and the snake bit him. Culturally, they were watching, okay, he's going to die because of this snake bite. And of course, he didn't die. And does this passage have something to do with protection? Absolutely. And if we get bit by some kind of viper, do we believe that God will protect us and take care of us? Absolutely. But we want to broaden this passage today and bring it into even what will be a scriptural context. We're going to talk about taking up a city's serpents rather than picking up an actual snake and playing with it as part of this sign and wonder that Jesus was trying to relate to his disciples. When you look at the context of the people that Jesus was teaching, they were very familiar with the act of taking up serpents from the story of Moses. And we go back to that time with the showdown that went on between Pharaoh and Moses and Aaron, and serpents were part of that picture. So we're going to read portions of that today. This one is out of Exodus chapter 4, and I'm just going to start in verse 1. It says, Then Moses answered and said, What if they will not believe me, or listen to what I say? For they may say, The Lord has not appeared to you. And then the Lord said to him, What is in your hand? He said, A staff. Then he said, Throw it on the ground. So he threw it on the ground, it became a serpent, and Moses fled from it. Most of us would do the same thing. I'd freak out. Absolutely. I don't like any kind of snakes. But then he goes on, But the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand, grasp it by its tail. So he stretched out his hand, and he called it, it became a staff in his hand. Then he said that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Doesn't that change the perspective of what taking up serpents means? Instead of picking up a snake in the culture that was going on in what we read in the New Testament, Jesus was referring back to the story of Moses. 
he knew that that level of walking in authority and being able to pick up those things that were contrary to the culture of God, that they would be able to counteract those things. And so, you know, Moses used this power that God gave him, and he talks about that in Exodus 7, 8 to 13. So as we read these scriptures and talk about it, we want you to recognize that it was something going on in a culture, in this Egyptian culture. And so therefore, this which has to do with the people of God living right in the midst of that culture, and then he's using this as an illustration when it comes to this whole thing of a serpent. And so again, in chapter 7, the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, When Pharaoh speaks to you, saying, Work a miracle, then you shall say to Aaron, Take your staff, throw it down before Pharaoh, that it may become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron came to Pharaoh. Thus they did, just as the Lord has commanded. Aaron threw his staff down before Pharaoh and his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh also called for the wise men, the sorcerers, they also, the magicians of Egypt, they did the same thing with their secret acts. So they threw down his staff and they turned into serpents. But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. So here we see again, there, there is a spiritual battle that goes on. When God gives us command to go into that spiritual battle, which again is, is filled with all kinds of demons, serpents, snakes, whatever you want to call them, we recognize here that this confrontation, that that which God has is always more powerful than anything that we face out there in the world. And if we realize there was a showdown that was going on between two governing systems, Moses and Aaron went in with the word of the Lord, let my people go. They had that mandate there. And with that, they were opposing Egypt's government. Pharaoh, let my people go. And there was the showdown between my serpents better than your serpent. God used the very thing that they were using to intimidate and empowered Moses to come back at him and actually gobble up what they were trying to throw at him. Yes. So we want to read this quote out of Mark Belisle's book. And it says this, Christians can measure the fulfillment of their purpose by the way they confront tyranny and injustice in their government. Believers should oppose oppression and injustice and be liberators of people in bondage to tyranny. To do this, Christians must become involved in social situations outside of their religious circles. Today, we're kind of looking at and we'll call them different spheres or jurisdictions. But when we talk about in our culture, in our cities, where are we seeing a manifestation of these kinds of serpents? We see it in the political arena, civil government, those areas, and also the media. And all of that is in our face right now. It's easy to see with all the wars that are going on with big tech, all the wars that are going on with what we call fake news versus what is the real news. And so you see the life of these serpents and what's going on with them. We talk about this because we want people to be ready to get involved in these arenas. We want people involved in government. We want people involved in the media. But those people need to know, be trained and equipped before, before they go in there. Because if they're not, then the higher up you go, the more massive these serpents are because they've been working for a long, long time. There are strongholds there. We've heard all kinds of those testimonies. We may even talked about this some earlier in our podcast, but we know people that were on local level civil government areas 
and then as soon as they move to the state level rather than the local level all of a sudden those serpents became more strengthened then we know people personally that went from the state level to then the whole government level house of representatives and they ran right into more things some of them were equipped for it and they did well in it but we know other people i can give a testimony of a young lady loved God and she has this desire to sing and to act and all of a sudden she starts going into that arena even through a door of a Christian organization but then all of a sudden she gets herself involved with all of these other people and I love people but people they're gonna be controlled captured by something she walks into that arena and all those serpents and snakes are there and literally takes over her life she finds herself getting involved in a mess why because she wasn't equipped she wasn't trained she wasn't ready to go into that arena you know Jesus gave us a word in Matthew 10 16 he said behold I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves so be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves you know we need to know who we are and we need to know how to walk in righteousness you know then he said in that mark 16 19 statement about taking up serpents it's, he said it will not hurt them it's not only promising protection from the serpents when confronting evil leaders in government but protection from evil that we are often exposed to and should be exposing in the business world too so we want to talk about this whole idea of judging tyranny and injustice first of all there's got to be a revelation that comes up on the church that they recognize that we are called to judge and we're called to judge in a righteous way we're called to judge according to the will of God when we say kingdom come will of God be done on earth as it is in heaven that's a judging where things are out of line with that we're calling them into line with what it is that God wants so we're gonna look at a passage of Scripture this one is in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and it's familiar to you. It's about lawsuits between believers. Now, you need to see this because Paul is writing to believers, and he makes this statement. How dare you take a fellow believer to court? It is wrong to drag him before the unrighteous to settle a legal dispute. Okay, so there's some disputes among believers. He goes on, he says, isn't it better to take him before God's holy believers to settle the matter? Interesting in this passage, as I was reading it, that it's almost like you, and we'll show this as we move through this, there is a need for courts in the land, okay, and that's a need. But there should be the government of God in the house of God that's able to take disputes and settle them without taking it into the courts of unbelievers. Then listen to this. Do you realize that we, the holy ones, will judge the universe? I'm reading now the Passion Translation. It says, we'll judge the universe. If the unbelieving world is under your jurisdiction, you should be fully competent to settle these trivial lawsuits among yourselves. Then here's another powerful statement. For surely you know that we will one day judge angels, let alone these everyday matters. So here we see that we're called to judge, but we're judging along with what God wants to judge, and we're judging in a righteous way. So another thing that we need to understand is that God creates government for our protection. 
There's a few passages I'm going to read. First one's Romans 13, verses 3 to 4. For rulers are not a cause of fear for good behavior, but for evil. Do you want to have no fear of authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For it is a minister of God to you for good. But if you do what is evil, be afraid, for it does not bear the sword for nothing. For it is a minister of God, an avenger, who brings wrath on the one who practices evil. Therefore, it is necessary to be in subjection, not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. You know, this says, a police officer is not your enemy. Now, if you're sinning and you're breaking the law, then he's doing his job by bringing correction to you. If you're walking righteous, then that's not going to be an issue to you. God placed those that are in government for your protection. 1 Peter 2, verses 13 and 14 talks about this as well. It says, Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether to a king as the one in authority, or to governors as sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and the praise of those who do right. For such is the will of God that by doing right you may silence the ignorance of foolish men. So in these passages we recognize that it comes from the heart of God to establish authority in the land that will bring peace to the land. It is in God's heart to establish those authorities for our protection, for the good of the people that they're watching over. One thing, and there's a lot of dialogue about this, and a lot of dialogue about these passages today, in terms of, okay, what does that mean to us? The thing that we need to recognize here is that if God puts them in there, then they're going to carry the heart of God and they're going to carry a love for the people. And when all of a sudden somebody gets into office and literally they're an antichrist, really they're, they're, they're looking out for themselves and the things that they're doing are opening the door to unrighteousness, not righteousness, then let it be very clear and let us see that in those circumstances we're, we, don't, we don't submit to that authority. In other words, because the disciples themselves ran into it. They came and it was like they were told, listen, we don't want, don't share the gospel of the kingdom anymore. They basically said, no, we're going to obey God rather than man. And so we're living in a time right now where we need to understand the reality of these passages because of what authority is given for. It's supposed to protect us is supposed to give us a place where we feel safe. We're supposed to have a place of freedom, and it's supposed to be a representation of the heart of God. When all of those things are in opposition, and we'll see some of the results of where unrighteous government is in place, then you'll recognize what we're talking about here. Well, let's talk for a minute about true justice and freedom. Justice carried out by laws, penalties, and impartial judges is necessary. Why? It's necessary to take up those serpents in that nation. That's because those people who are doing those things are controlled by those serpents. Freedom will never exist in a nation without a democratic government to protect it, and democracy literally means ruled by the people. Government must provide a system of justice to address grievances between people, and that's with unbelievers. Well, it's because we were talking about earlier 
out of, out of this passage in 1 Corinthians, he's talking about believers. You should be able to handle these disputes within, within your own system of government. Now we're recognizing there has to be, for those that are unbelievers, that then there's a system of laws, there's a system of righteous judges in place that will then be able to judge those disputes. So we're all for the courts. We're all for judges. We're for those kinds of things. Why? Because it's necessary. And again, we'll see this because not every single person, they don't have a moral compass. If they have no, no moral compass, there's got to be laws that will set things in line so that things just don't completely go into chaos. In other words, you're talking about moral decay. And that happens when those who are governing do so without higher moral law. In the case of centralized power wielded by a few, corruption has an easy access to manifest. Another case is the majority of the people in the democratic society are without higher moral standards. When that happens, tyranny or mob rule can manifest as well. And we're seeing that happen. We're living in this right now. It's important that you get with God, you get a revelation of these things, because what we're talking about is going to get rid of the snakes. We're going to go right into the place where those snakes and serpents are operating. Therefore, we need to have a clear understanding of where God stands on those things so that we can then even judge properly. So pure democracy, therefore, is to be avoided. Now, hear this, pure democracy. Why? By implementing the concepts of representation and fixed higher law, which are associated with the term republic, a biblical form of government may be better termed a representative democratic republic or a constitutional democracy. So that's another quote from Mark Bilal's. And so it's important for us to be able to see the difference between the two. And so again, we want people in those places, politics, civil government, in the media, in those places that carry then the standard of God can walk in a place of righteousness and judge correctly, but also begin to shift things to where we're operating according to a constitutional democracy. So can we see a nation serpents or like those snakes that are in office or the ones that are running corrupt business in the town? But that's what we're talking about today is dealing with those particular things. And Jesus equipped us for that. What we will see are these serpents will always deny the God-given rights of first, the freedom of speech. Second, the freedom of religion. Third, freedom of assembly and association. Fourth, the freedom of the press. Fifth, freedom of private property. We also have the freedom of petition, freedom of choice and education, and freedom of self-defense. So how can you identify where serpents are acted when the laws in a constitution formed by the people denies the rights of any individual, or rights are being unjustly violated because of political position, religion, race, wealth, social status or creed. So we recognize today from these things that what's going on in the different states that we live in, in the different nations that we live in, all these things are being tested. It's not unclear anymore. The signs are there. If they want to shut you down as a church, in other words, you're not essential, then all of a sudden we recognize that that's an antichrist thing. And so when we recognize in the media that everything they present 
honestly is ungodly. It's against the very heart of God. You see it in everything that they advertise, what they bring to the surface. We recognize that we're living in this hour where there's serpents all around us in every place that we turn. And so today, we want you to recognize those things, but don't be afraid of those things. The passage makes it clear you can go right into the middle of the den of those serpents. God's going to protect you, but he also wants to train you and equip you and give you those things, skills, by the Holy Spirit so that you can go in there and walk into a place of victory and see measurable results in the place where God's put you. So, Lord, we just pray today for our listeners that you make them wise as serpents and gentle as doves in the places that they go. That, Lord, that they will hear your voice and know when they are to take up those governmental and societal issues that are causing serpent manifestation in their cities. And that, Lord, that they will do so victoriously and with wisdom because you are guiding them in all things. And we thank you for doing that, Jesus. Yes, indeed. So if you like what we're covering today, you will love our upcoming class, City Transformation Through Prayer. Again, you can go to our website, www.watchmenarise.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can do that at cpnshows.com. And if you do it there, you can get the show notes for this and get links to Mark Belial's book and other resources that we have available. And also you can subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us today.